All right, we're in Concord. We're outside of Sidegate Brewery owned by Kevin and Paul. Kevin and Paul are both longtime home brewers and more beer customers. Kevin's dad was actually one of the very first more beer customers. So they've been uh, home brewing for years. They opened this brewery about two years ago. So we're gonna talk to them about going from home brewing to professional brewing. We're also gonna sample some beers and just talk about all those tips and great stuff for you guys out there. Let's go on in and check it out. All right, Kevin, Paul, thanks for having us. Uh, amazing brewery here, delicious beer. Uh, you guys started off as home brewers. Now you've got this, this beautiful brewery. Uh, so today I'd like to like talk about that process of taking a dream and turning it into reality as you guys have done. Uh, so just tell me, you know, you're two years in now, the, the, the passion, the dream, and now it's a reality, it's a job. Let's talk through that, like how you guys met and, how, and, and, and where you're at now. Yeah, uh, well, you know, both Kevin and I had realized we had a, a real passion for brewing, you know, for a, a decade before we even opened this place, or in Kevin's case, probably even more. He's brewing as like a little kid with his dad. Um, and, you know, just spending nights and weekends, uh, you know, getting those creative juices going, uh, working to like continuously like refine and improve uh, beers and sharing with friends and family and just kind of like all the, you know, satisfaction that comes with that was something that made me realize at least that, you know, outside of my, my day job at the time, that this is something I'd really like to get serious about. And Kevin and I were coworkers mm -hmm. uh, at the time that we probably both started to think a little more seriously. I think at one point we were just like sitting around brewing one day and said like, how about we, how about we get this on paper and see uh, if we could really pull this off? And then it, it kind of went from there. Um, yeah, just piggybacking off of that, like you mentioned, we're, we're two years in, but that's two years of operating the brewery. We're like five years in from when we actually really seriously started uh, thinking about this. Uh, and even more than that, when Paul and I have, you know, even in just like casual conversations, like, hey, wouldn't it be fun to like actually do this for a living? And then, you know, like at, right at that five years ago mark is when we really both decided, yeah, we're going we're gonna to put this like pen to paper. And we think there's a huge opportunity for us to open a really cool, unique brewery uh, in this part of the East Bay. Because Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco, a lot of awesome breweries, but it's a lot more saturated. This side of the Caldecott Tunnel, you know, Contra Costa County, um, there are only a handful of breweries. And we thought, hey, there's, there's going to be demand for this, and there is demand for this. So let's do something a little bit different than maybe some other breweries have done before. So that's kind of how it started. Let, let's talk about that's a great segue to talk about the, the business plan then. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, you guys. Uh, Five years ago, you started working on that. So, like, talk through that. Like, uh, it sounds like you had a good idea of the location. Uh, tell me about you know that business plan. What went into it? Um, you know, filing for TTB, all that. Like the thought process and everything that goes. The size of the brewery. You know, so how much capital you have. That kind of stuff. Talk to me through the business plan side of things. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start off on that one. Um, it's it's an intimidating endeavor to start because you could go from any direction, right? Like, do I start at what kind of beers do we want to do? Do we start at what kind of location? Do we want to start with what sort of vibe? And we sort of did a little bit of everything at once. I think it first started off with, okay, what is the brewery that we want to do? Like, let's get on the same page for what do we want to do that might be different than other places. And from the very beginning, we said, we want a place where it's big outdoor space, the weather's so nice year round here. Um, outdoor space is hard to come by in California, right? Uh, pretty expensive real estate, but we thought, hey, that can be our major defining feature is like, let's make this the most welcoming, relaxing sort of backyard homebrew sort of environment that we wanted to do. And that's kind of how the name Sidegate came about too, is that both Paul and I, as homebrewers, we don't do our brewing inside, we do our brewing outside, you know? Um, and so whenever we're, you know, we were brewing, uh, 
you know, we'd have friends come over, neighbors, anybody who's interested in learning how to do it, and we'd say, hey, you know, come on through the side gate. Uh, I'm not going to answer the doorbell. Like, come through the side gate on the, on the side, you know, in the backyard. So it started off with that, I think. And then we kind of pivoted, okay, so we've, we've got the idea. Now let's start working on the logistics of finding, you know, working with a real estate agent to find locations. While that's happening, we're working with a marketing consultant to help us define, okay, we've got this, this ethereal idea of what side gate can be. Help us like narrow that into like you know a slogan and, and what that business plan starts to look like. I love that uh, location being the differentiator and the vibe, right? Because most breweries, you know, they're like, let's get an industrial part of town, and and you know, it's kind of this warehouse, and it's yeah. You know, but you guys got this great patio that just makes it like I just want to hang out, and you know, it's like I'm hanging out in the backyard and right. having a beer. Yeah, yeah you want to make like, it really relaxing, yeah, and really like inviting, that. right? Yeah. So we started off with that, and then everything kind of cascaded down from that. We did a lot of market research, you know. We'd, been to a lot of breweries and tap rooms and every place you go you pick out certain things like oh man I I love that I love that aesthetic I love how they're doing that I love how they you know do their beer menu or mm -hmm. curate this and so every, a lot of the stuff you see here is like little bits and pieces of what we've seen that we thought was really cool at another at another brewery like either in the area or, or outside the area so through that market research are you, you you're starting to gather like okay we need x size system x uh, this that like uh, the you know creating a list and then then comes like the finance side of things right, right. and like yeah. figuring that out so, yeah. so we knew you know like kevin said you know we wanted to be like a tap room first kind of brewery yep we wanted to have great beers i mean that goes without saying and and a really diverse selection of beers you know, like a really good portfolio where we've got, you know, a few lagers, you know, we've got IPAs and hazies, we've got some Belgian styles, we've got uh, some other ales and, 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 and things like that. You know, what size brew house would accommodate that and also allow us to kind of have flexibility to brew a, a diverse set of styles and also work in a space like this, which is not a warehouse space. Um, so that's where we kind of like backed into, you know, what's the right size brewery to have? We have a 10 barrel system mm -hmm. with the ability to do uh, double batches and ferment 20. Um, but we actually, I think it's worked out pretty well where it gives us the right amount of flexibility to have a really good selection at the tap room. Um, but also now that we're uh, distributing cans and four packs uh, throughout the county, you know, there's still enough scale there to be able to do, do canning runs and have you know, be able to push stuff outside the tap room. So mm -hmm. for us, at this location, we'll never be a distribution-based brewery, but that's a great way for us to market our business, get our beer in people's hands. And it's been actually the last six months or so, it's been a really good kind of growth area for us to expand our reach. I know, so let's talk through like resources. Uh, you know, someone who's starting a, a brewery. Uh, I remember you guys came out and visited me at, at my brewery and we just chatting and I think you guys did a lot of that, like market research you said. Yeah. Um, what are some other things, like the Brewers Association, did you guys look at a lot of, they have a lot of great documents. Uh, what are some great resources other than, you know, talking to, uh, that you guys would recommend for brewers out there? Yeah, I'd, the Brewers Association is a great one. We actually, Paul and I both read a book um, that I think Dick Cantwell wrote about like how to start a brewery. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a book that was published by the Brewers Association. It, it's almost like a how to start a brewery for dummies where it's so, it's laid out so nicely of like, okay, don't forget to think about this and this and this and this and this. And it's a nice way to sort of consolidate all these things. Cause it, I mean, starting any business is really hard. Starting a brewery might be, even on the harder side in, in some ways because you're a manufacturing business, you're a retail business, you're a customer focused business. You're kind of doing a lot of things that most businesses will pick like one or two avenues. 
and you're, you're, you're getting everything approved, and it's a highly regulated business, right? Because of the DTV yes, yeah. and the ABC, and it's, it's alcohol, you're selling alcohol. Starting out with reading a book like that was nice because it helped you kind of figure out what sort of things to focus on. And I would also highly recommend you don't try to start a brewery by yourself because there's a lot to do, and it's, a, it's easy to forget uh, to do certain things. So Paul and I are really good about sort of splitting up the work and being like, okay, so this week I'm gonna work on this thing, Paul's gonna work on this thing. And then, you know, we're, we're collaborating the whole time, but it's nice to sort of refocus where we're, where our, our focuses are and, and kind of go from Share there. Share the work. Many hands makes uh, yeah, light work. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah and anybody a, who says they started a brewery by themselves is lying because it's impossible, right? Like, yeah. there's so many consultants we talked to, like, talking to brewers like yourself, like, it was, it was really eye-opening to just sort of, like, get all this awesome feedback from people and, and, you know, hey, what did you learn from your process? Okay, cool, great. I'm going to prioritize that and make sure that... I get a good glycol chiller, or my cold box is larger than what I think it is, or yeah. I get you know double-sized fermentation tanks. That's a, yeah. A, the nice thing is having partners on your team, and then also yeah, not creating it in a vacuum, right? Not trying to to go out, it, and because and, brewers are, they want to share, they love sharing, right? You know, so it's I utilize those resources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, that you guys did, which I think was awesome, that I wish we would have done. Uh, which I would not wish running a kitchen on anybody, right? So, but yeah. you guys have the the, the truck model. The, uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about what what was the decision making behind that decision I, or, yeah. or thought process? I mean, I, I think for us, you know, what, food what, is important. What Kevin right? mentioned Definitely. early on is like we 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 had confidence in our ability to to brew great beers. We were learning how to create the space that we wanted to create, and you know, having a kitchen. Was, was not on our list of like things we had to have. So we kind of put that on the back burner. And we also knew that the amount of effort to do that and create that and make the space for that was beyond what we wanted to do. So all of our priorities were, were in other areas. So the food was Smart. like a nice to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it just worked out where, you know, we've been able to work with this amazing network of food trucks so that now our customers can get food, actually really great food, better food than we could make here, honestly, we kind of knew that we just didn't want to dive too deep into that. In fact, this building we ended up in had a kitchen from the previous mm. tenant when we moved in, and we completely scrapped the kitchen and turned it into our cold box for all of our, all of our cellaring and, 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 and keg storage. So, you know, we made that choice space-wise that we, we definitely weren't going to go that, that direction. And, and mostly it was just Again, it wasn't one of our top, you know, five priorities for what we wanted Sidegate to be. And, um, you know, we didn't have the expertise there and we didn't have the space for it. So smart move, uh, running, kind of running a, a restaurant is a whole other complexity and having a larger cold box is the best decision you could do. It, tur <laughs> it turned out that way. I think at the time we didn't even know how valuable that using that space for cold storage was going to be. but. It's worked out really well, and and being able to partner with other local businesses is a big part of, you know, what we enjoy doing. And so, you know, uh, having this like diverse variety of food trucks, uh, it's cool because a lot of them are startups like us, and so we're growing with them, you know, and they're helping us, and we're helping them, and you know, it just helps us feel like part of the community, to be like on a daily basis, like collaborating. All right, so with that, uh, you know, your business plan, um, the finance side of things, like how did you guys, did you uh, get a loan? Did you finance it personally? Talk, tell me how that worked out. Um, yeah, so we started out by, again, we spent a lot of time on this business plan, and we actually worked with a marketing consultant 
to help us put together uh, a pitch deck. So something that not only like captured our vision of what we wanted, but looked really beautiful and professional for mm -hmm. uh, uh, potential investors. So once we had that set, you know, then we reached out to friends and family and friends of friends and colleagues and things like that to say, hey, how much interest is there uh, in investing in what you know, Kevin and our uh, my vision is? Um, and we went that route and uh, and we got some people signed on. Uh, we still had a pretty big uh, gap to bridge in terms of like the total funding. So yeah. we we knew we would need some sort of loan. So we just started reaching out to to banks and and lenders and eventually got funneled into uh, an SBA loan as an option. So um, that was that ended up being probably about two thirds of our startup funding was this SBA loan. And so the, the purpose of these SBA loans are to help new businesses, you know, get funded and they're government backed and it's got a lot of like standardized stuff, but still a very big like hurdle to get over to, you know, meet all their requirements and, and make them comfortable. So essentially the SBA loan was, was secured when we were about halfway or more through construction. So we were basically all in <clears throat> before we knew yeah. that we had all the money to get this thing uh, through. So, you know, that was a little bit of a tense time. Uh, there weren't a lot of lenders that were interested to, uh, you know, kind of get into the brewing industry. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of belief that there's a lot, there's saturation there. Mm -hmm. If you look on the national level or you sure. look at how many breweries there are in the country, again, Kevin and I felt had like a really strong, strong belief in our, our local market. You knew you know? the area. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah this, uh, this part of Contra Costa County and, and, but not all lenders look at it that way. So that was a big, a big uh, hurdle to get over. Yeah. Um, but once we did, obviously that's what allowed us to get to the finish line uh, was getting that, that, that funding from the SBA mm -hmm. um, to, to, to get here. Lots of great information for homebrewers out there. So let's talk construction. You know, the old rule of thumb is like, it's gonna take twice as long and, and cost twice as much as uh, you, know, you think it will be. Uh, and, and during that point in time, all the money's going out and none's coming in, right? So like, talk to me through the construction phase. Did you do a lot of the work yourself? You hire out? Uh, just talk to me about Yeah, that. I'd say everything. I mean, uh, the, the first thing we did as far as construction goes was hire a good contractor uh, because Paul and I knew we were gonna be really hands-on with this. I didn't have a job at the time and Paul knew that he was gonna be either part-time or eventually like quitting his full-time job too to save money on the construction because a lot of what we were doing early on on construction was just the demo side. We, we got a building that was a hundred year old building where nobody had really touched the structural components probably since the very beginning. So the demo side of things probably took at least, you know, six to eight months of just me, my, like myself, Paul, and then our, our general contractor, uh, Kenton. And the three of us were in here every day or every other day. Uh, making sure that we were, you know, just doing the, the hard work kind of labor that you don't really need to be very skilled at. Yeah. Obviously, we had our general contractor who could use, the, you know, a little bit more of the skill side of things and make sure we weren't doing something stupid. And the permit side of things was actually, you know, it takes a lot longer than you would think to get things approved, especially because our lease was signed a month before COVID hit. Mm. So it was a little bit more difficult to get. No the, one's coming out to do inspections yeah, you, during you, that you, time. You yeah. can't just walk into the, you know, the permit center at the at your your uh, local city and talk to somebody in person. They just weren't doing that. And so everything just slowed down. Luckily, we were able to pull that demo permit. And you can do a lot with a demo permit. You can basically do everything you want outside of closing up walls. Our, our issue is that the building needed so much retrofitting just to function 
that the brewing side was just like, it, we couldn't even talk about that for the longest time because it was just the structure of the building. It was great for us to be here most every day with our contractor because every day, you know, either some thought pops into your head about something cool we could do or how we might like think about designing this area or setting something up or just helping to problem solve with our contractor when it's like, oh, yeah. hey, I didn't realize that there's a, you know, whatever, there's some electrical thing going on here. How would you guys like to deal with that? So did you guys hit your timeline and, and, and cost estimation or? Definitely not. Yeah. Cost yeah. estimation, I would say we were, we were probably better than maybe a lot of other breweries just because Paul and I come from a corporate finance background. So uh, we know okay. how to forecast how, yeah. <laughs> and then worked on a lot of project teams in the past and yeah. know that, you know, like spending double and all that. So we had this, we had this range of costs and as we were raising funds and getting our loans to get this going, you know, we're kind of like, well, we would need as much as, you know, as this to get there. And we pretty much ended like on the, the absolute high end of our range. Right. Um, but we planned for that. We, 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 you know, we were hoping yeah. to get on the low side, but we finished on the high side. Yeah. And that was after a lot of decisions like throughout construct. And that's why I said, uh, always make sure you, you hire a good general contractor who's willing to work with you and say, hey, I could do it the way we were going to do it, but it's going to, I could do it this way and it's going to save you 10 grand. And we can, you know, it, or I'm going to ax that piece of it. Like, let's aesthetically speaking, like, let's take that into consideration. That way, we can still hit our, our budget. And so that it's really great to kind of work with somebody so closely uh, who is willing to kind of work with us on that budget, um, because we can make those decisions in real time. And then did that contractor did they handle like the brew house side of things too, or, or uh, as far as the structural side goes? Yeah. yeah. But we that's the other thing we did is we wanted to make sure when we were looking at brew houses, we wanted a local company who could come down install it and then you know we're not paying for their airfare to fly across the country and then they're here for a day or two and if we don't hit that timeline we're screwed and that's i would definitely recommend like going as local as you can just for that reason because you know you have no idea the kind of problems they're going to pop up and since we were new to commercial brewing it was nice to have a manufacturer who was you know well like very experienced and and could could you know come out on a, on a moment's notice and, and help us with stuff yeah and I think we realized, you know, how much of a specialized operation a brewery is, even yeah. though on the surface it seems pretty simple. Uh, but just getting the, the utilities right, all the hookups uh, and everything to the right specs and the layout um, is all ultra important. So, you know, that's why it was great that we had the yeah, local company to work with on that. Okay, so we talked about construction, we talked about the planning, let's talk about the day-to-day. -day. You know, the doors are open now, you're making beer, you know, you're brewing, you guys are both brewing, you're running the front of the house, uh, distribution, talk to me, I know you guys are distributing cans now. Yeah. Talk to me through that, like two years in, you know, the, those, I guess those milestones and, and, you know, who's doing what, hiring a general manager, things like that, let's talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I would say, so for Paul and I, we, we had, home brewing experience and we'd been to the construction phase so we knew how to project manage and we were ready to open but the key person who we didn't have was a taproom manager or general manager who knew the customer side of things and how to actually operate you know a retail business where you're customer facing so we're really happy with with you know with the person that we hired Andy uh, Griswold he's been awesome for us you know every day he filled in all those gaps for us of okay we're gonna make the bar function this way. We're gonna make everything really clear over here. We're gonna have this good training program for everybody. Everyone's gonna know how to pour beer. They're gonna get knowledgeable on this. They're gonna, you know, here's how you do it. Work the point of sale system because we'd never, you know, worked in one of those before. So it was great to hire somebody who filled those gaps so Paul and I could focus on making the beer. Because at the end of the day, if that beer's not good, 
we're not a good business, no matter how everything else is functioning. You know, jo there's no real job titles like for, for, for Paul and I. Like we, we basically do whatever needs to get done, and we just kind of split the work. Like, okay, I'm busy this week. Can you take care of this thing, or, or vice versa? That's awesome to have a partner that you, you, know, you can right. share that load with. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty huge. When I think about the brewing, is what we what we we knew coming in, and right. we learned a lot in getting going. And uh, you know, we're still we're still learning things, uh, but like there's so many other things on a day to day that we're like, oh wow, the last, you know, there'll be a, a week we don't brew, but we're still busy yeah. for the entire week because we're just doing. There's you know, so all much more yeah. to running a brewery than the brewing. For me, the brewing yeah. was like therapeutic, right? Oh, like sure, that's yeah. like the like, hey, I, I got my time. I yep. put some music on. You you know, you're, you're stabbing that. That was like yeah. almost an outlet. It's right? nice because yeah. like once <laughs> once you get the hang of it too, it's a very repeatable process. Yeah. Like beer styles change, but the process is 90% the, the same pretty much every time, right? So it, it does get. It's nice to have that that rhythm where you're like, okay. I don't have to think super hard today because I put the effort into the recipe. I know the process. Let me just like it's it's a good way to kind of clear your head, like you said. Like the the, the nightly things, uh, you know, live music. You guys do uh, yoga, the trivia night. I always yeah. come down for that's like super fun. Like talk talk to me about that and how important that is, and 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 does that help your business? I assume it does, but this you know for other people looking to start that. Um, what is your advice in that area? One of the things that's great about a brewery and the way that we operate is that we have so much flexibility to do really cool stuff with this space. Whether it's a private event or it's trivia or having live music or yeah, yoga. Uh, things that like restaurants and stuff don't really have, right? Because they have you know, the certain operations and things are set up a certain way and people get seated in certain places. So like, we have this ultimate flexibility and it just allows us to partner with all these different groups in the community to do cool stuff. And, you know, to bring people in here that aren't just like diehard beer people. We get a lot of people that are just kind of casual local people that just want a cool place to hang out. And they enjoy the beers, Yeah. Um, but they just want a place to get together with friends and family, maybe do something interesting like trivia, maybe hear a cool local band. And so those people are a big portion of who comes in here. You know, we have Families rolling strollers in here all the time, you know, because we're we're an all ages uh, uh, place. So, you know, that's that's a huge part. Dog of, friendly of, too, uh, as well. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. Yeah. yeah. And, and kind of pivoting off what Paul said, like that family friendly atmosphere is so critical for what our business model was focused on. Because outdoor patio, weather's nice. You want to go somewhere to bring your family. You don't want to, you know, this isn't a dive bar. This is a brewery. So it's a very welcoming environment. And and really making sure that everything we're doing is is kind of pivoting off of that and, and focus, making sure that it's a family focused place. I mean, Concord was actually, I think last last year there was some study that came out that was like, it, it tested the uh, Instagram smiles yeah. on selfies and Concord had like the highest rate or something in the country and who knows what that yeah. is. But to them it's like, oh great, it's like, this is a family focused place, this is a family focused environment and we are an establishment that I would say is, is top of the list as far as places you'd want to take your family. Well, I think you guys nailed it. The beers are amazing. The vibe is is amazing. Um, you know, I, I live here in Concord. It's it's definitely part of the community. I love bringing my kids down here and meeting friends. And you guys nailed it. Uh, so I got one last question. You know, we we gave some advice to to people thinking about that. So, you know, we talked. We started with living the dream. Is this the? Are you guys? You know, do you recommend this for somebody out there? Are you guys? T tell me that now that you're two years in. You know. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean. The, the, the main thing is you have to be, at least the way that Kevin and I approach it, because we work here full time. You know, I know a lot of breweries will have different setups where they have multiple partners, people are working part time, they have day jobs and stuff. But for us, 
we made the decision that we want to be all in on this. So this is our like, you know, uh, this is this is our our livelihood and our our baby. So you know, for that decision, it's like, you know, you just have to be willing to grind through some of the tough things, some of the learning experiences, um, and that whole that whole kind of startup phase that we still feel like we're yeah. we're kind of in. You know, we're still learning how we fit into the community. We're still learning how to get you know people that live half a mile down the road to even know we're here you know so um so yeah i mean i think it's just you know again having that that dedication to be kind of all in it there's going to be highs and lows a lot of highs i mean one of the things i've learned lately is like you know find a way to really appreciate the highs because there's a lot of like really fun things we do here a lot of really great victories cool beers we make cool partnerships we do and like how do we celebrate that and make that something that like you know, like remember, like, hey, this is this is what you know the dream was, you know, to yeah. do this. So, um, you know, I think that's that's been a big thing for me is just to kind of slow down and sure. smell the flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> there is a lot of you know there is a lot of grinding, you know, yeah. uh, a, a lot, lot of, of stuff that people don't see the behind the scenes stuff, the, you know, uh, uh, all that cash flow is, is always a fun thing to deal with, uh, you know, every month. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that that would be my my advice is just make sure yeah. you're in the right headspace where you can appreciate all those good things. And, and find ways to work through you know, new problems and learn every day. Yeah, and definitely willing to be flexible too. Because, I mean, it was three years of being brewery owners before we actually had a brewery to own. And so the, all, all that time was project management, problem solving. Some of it was spent on, on doing recipe formulation, which was great. Paul and I, during COVID, were able to brew all the time because uh, we had a little bit more time on our hands. And, and you know, when construction slowed down, okay, let's brew some beers this week and work on recipes. But for the most part, it was the, the beer was so far in the background of, of what you're doing before you open that you got to realize, like, hey, it's going to be a while before you get to the fun part. And even when you do get to the fun part, you, you got to be willing to pivot real quick because problems come up all the time. So, yeah, flexibility key, like Paul said, you know, make sure that you're appreciating the highs. And then, uh, yeah, just roll with the punches. I mean, things are always getting better. Um, you know, know that there's always, like, you're always improving. And if you believe in your business model and you're, you're a nice person and you're like, customer service is so critical too. too. Like yeah. you gotta be a good person. Yeah. If you, if you have a bad attitude, that's gonna like permeate around everybody else around you. So make sure you have a positive attitude and, and just roll with the punches. I mean, it's, you know, the things are always getting better. And, and um, you know, once you kind of learn to brush things off, like it's, things yeah. are a lot more fun. Yeah. It's definitely a people business as much as anything. You know, again, it's yeah. you know people see the beer and the space and what's going on, but it's like yeah, it's just about people. You want people to, you know, enjoy being here. We, we you know, we enjoy being here and doing what we do. And how do we let that kind of permeate throughout? And yeah. with the staff as well. You yeah, know, I was just going to mention that too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, we, there's always people, you know, personalities and things like that. And how do we help them feel like owners of this business too, where they kind of look at things and approach things the same way we would. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, that's an ongoing, you know, for any business. Yeah. Uh, People focused uh, for sure, is. because Paul and I aren't the ones serving beer most of the time. You know, we're, we're working like, you know, mornings into the afternoons and we're still here, you know, late at night sometimes, but nine out of 10 times, there's somebody else behind that bar who's representing our brand and making sure that you hire the right people who have a positive attitude and are, are, are good people. And, and that's what brings in, you know, the regulars. They're they're friends with the with the staff a lot more than they are with us. Yeah, that's, key, that's who their side gate is. I think you, know? you said it perfectly. The key is they're representing your brand. Yeah. yeah. So you want them to be knowledgeable, personable. All yeah. That. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, excellent, guys. This is amazing. Uh, thank you for, for going over this. Hopefully, homebrewers out there learn something uh, of what they want to do. Um, more beer. We also have more beer pro division. So if you are interested in opening a brewery, you know, give us a call. You know, we, we've got lots of resources. We have a lot of commercial brewers that are on our staff that are willing to help and consult you through that entire process. So check out more beer pro. Thank you guys. This has been amazing. Cheers, Cheers Vito. Yeah. Awesome. Man.